Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Things are moving and shaking in the NFL with some big names. It's going to be a flat-out big month of March. You're a little bit sad. I mean, you're a little bit like, are we going to do anything fun here this year with Denver, the Broncos? Like any, I mean, last year, obviously, we had a lot of quarterback talk. Yep. You know, and, you know, looking at the draft or free agency and maybe a trade and maybe it's Aaron Rodgers and then, you know, it was Russell and it was exciting and, like, are we doing anything fun, exciting this year from the Broncos? I mean, like, how do you projecting this looking forward? Because this is always one of the most fun type times of year for us. Yes. Draft, free agency, you know, a lot of big moves, what's going on. You know, we had a lot of ownership talk before and That's all right, these different things, right? A lot of, lot of, lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And we're, we'll, we'll still make it cool and fun. That's of what course. we do, no of matter course. what. That's what we do, right? Of course. But. Will they give us something good to make fun, do you think? Do you want to hear? Uh, well, I want to hear, this is not a drill I, 2.0. See, I don't know if that should be said this offseason for the Broncos. I don't, oh. know if, I don't know if big time move should be made this offseason for the Broncos. Now, not to say that you're not going to add to your cupboard, because you are. Uh, and they will in free agency. They're going to make some moves, and we're going to talk about those here in a second uh, to free up some cap space. So, like, yeah, they're going to add to the football team, but I don't know if the all-in moves should be made this year. And I know for some people, it's like, wait, what? Like, we're trying to get back to our winning ways, and I, I get it. But it's been it's been a long time since the Broncos were a winner, okay? It's been a long time. And... I know that's the aim at every start of an NFL season, but the Broncos may need to slow and steady. Yeah, yeah. Take that type of take, approach. Take the long term approach and not be all in on twenty twenty three. Because I don't think the team that is currently constructed says that's what you should do. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. That's I think that's well thought out and well put. Um, it's all your view of the Broncos and next year. Guy like James Merrillat, once again, viewing this whole thing wrong. And, you know, he's talking about they got plenty of cap room. You cut these guys, you'll have more cap room. Kind of going all in and, and writing some big checks this year and being ultra aggressive, which just because you have it doesn't mean you put it in a play, especially next year. Yeah. You start building this thing the right way, slow and steady, yeah. right? Wins the race. Be the tortoise. Hare. Tortoise. Yes. Be the tortoise. The turtle over the rabbit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Just slow and steady. We're just getting our coach. He, he's. We we need to see what Russ has got. Yes. With Sean Payton. Yes. Before we start making all these moves, because if Russ is done, done, that changes everything. Yep. If Russ is not done, and him and Sean are looking great, well, that changes everything too. So, I think just a deep breath, and it might be. Um, an off season where it's a little bit more quiet on the front here than, than we've had in the past, and that's okay. Yeah. I, li- I like that. Thank I, you. I, I think of like a Randy Gregory signing from from a year ago. Like, would the if the Broncos were in the exact position that they are right now, 
and Randy Gregory of a year ago was available right now, like, I don't think that's a signing that the Broncos should do right now. Now, I obviously know he's already on the team. But I'm trying to, like, think of, like, where we were a year ago with that signing compared to where we are now. If you, like, if Russ was on the team a year ago and Sean Payton was in his first year, uh, a year ago, it's like, no, we let's, I think some inventory needs to be done. Yeah. I think Sean Payton needs a year to recalibrate. You get your draft picks back next year. Um, if, if Russ stinks it up again, you can, you're going to have to, it's going to be painful, but you can move on from him after this season uh, if you take some medicine in doing so. So I just don't know if this is the offseason the Broncos push all their chips in and try to be a winner for 2023 because you could do more harm than good long term. And, so. and and the good thing now is we have a guy that's in charge that's looking at no, not only short-term but long-term. And we're not all screwed up. Where Our general manager's over here, and he, you know what, he's looking at the long-term um, view from, from for the Broncos, but our head coach is on the hot seat, guys. Right, right. So he wants to win now. He doesn't want the Broncos to draft a quarterback. He wants to draft the Broncos to draft a cornerback, Pat Sertan, because he's trying to win now. Right, it's it's that's not how we're looking at this this thing because the guy that's in charge is Sean Stinking Payton. Now, now let me bounce this off you on the heels of you saying that, because what you just said is correct. But has it flipped? Has it flipped where the head coach is looking at the long term, but the general manager actually needs to win now, or he will get fired? That's why I said what I said at the end because the guy that's in charge is Sean Payton. So I said that because it's not perfect. That's why the thought was like you almost should have just let go of Sean, I mean George Payton uh, and and had your GM and your head coach finally we're going to be together in right. sync. Right. Right? Justin Timberlake in sync here with what we're doing when it comes to how we're going to run this football team. Not one person's viewing it one way because they're on the hot seat and the other person's viewing it a different way because yeah. they got security, yeah. which is not ideal. It's not. And that's the way it's been. It's been so screwed up around here. It's hard to be a winner when um, you have you have these things pulling against each other. The so, amount of times I've used the word disjointed with the Broncos front office, uh, front office the last couple of years because that's what it is. It's like each guy is looking through their lens and they see something different, you know, for what they want to accomplish in both the immediate and the long term, man. It's not ideal. It's not. Again, it, it's not. But the guy that's in charge now is the guy that's looking at the long term approach here. And, and hopefully, you know, George Payton, I think if he wants to stay around for the long term, he's got to take the approach of his head coach. Yeah. And take that view and try to help him out as much as possible and do a good job this offseason. And if you do that, then it's not really about him, you know, because his name's not on the record, right? It's not his team. This is Sean Payton's team. So his view needs to be whatever Sean Payton's view is. And just do a good job this offseason, and then you'll stay around if Sean Payton gives you two thumbs up. If you do a good job. But if you don't, you're gone. So you have to take the view of your head coach if you're George Payton, which is a good thing. So it's more, they're more side-by-side side right now than, than we've had in previous years. And I think that hopefully can help the Broncos start moving in the right direction. Well, to, to that, and this is a good conversation because it's extremely relevant. To that point, if George Payton takes the view of his head coach, that may be the long play. That may be the not over-aggressive, this specific offseason play. And if he plays along with Sean Payton's timeline, could he get himself fired anyway for for not um, 
being more aggressive for building a winner right now. And say the Broncos are, let's just say they're improved, but they're um, were they five and twelve this past year? Say they're say they're seven and ten. Say they're seven and ten. Broncos are a loser again. Uh, Russ doesn't show a full revival, and George Payton's resume absolutely stinks. But it's best for the Broncos maybe long term to sort of slow play it. Maybe 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 make some trades during the season, acquire more draft capital. And that hurts the immediate Broncos, which hurts George Payton by playing along with Sean Payton's timeline. A lot I, of Payton's in there. I know. Um, and I know no, I just I, do a lot I, at you, no, but you, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I got you. I just think that George Payton needs to worry about being a good sidekick to Sean Payton. You know, kind of like, you know, I'm the Sean Payton, you're the George Payton here. Oh! Right, yeah. Right, so so that's what, my what's my you, Russell you, move on you, my resume you, you just, here. You just have to be a good sidekick, okay? <laughs> right, that's that's all you have to do. And if you do that, then you know what? You can keep your job. Are you just waiting? Right. You keep your job. Are you just waiting me out to get your own guy in well, here. Well, we'll see. We've been lasting a long time. <laughs> see that? That's what could happen. You're on a trial run. Oh, the first year you didn't know that, right? You didn't know that, but you were on that trial run, and if things didn't go well, we were going to move on from you. Well, this is what's happening with George Payton. But look, look at you. Look at you. How long have we been doing the show? Still standing. 17, like six years. Six years this month. Yes. Or six, la- six years last month. We're, six, we're now into year seven. Six years we've been doing it. Yeah. And that's hopefully how we'll look at Sean Payton and George Payton moving forward. But that's really the only way that George can keep his job here is, is by working well with Sean and, you know, wins, losses. Look, if you start moving in the right direction and some of these moves are looking better, yeah. then guess what? You can keep your job. It's. I think it's. It's really that simple. And if and if Sean Payton trusts you and believe in you, that that's the way to keep your job moving forward. It doesn't really matter if you go. You don't have to get to ten, eleven wins. If you're if you're George Payton now, this whole rusting is another conversation because that in the end could just cost you your job if he if he fizzles out, flames out. Excuse me, and just is is right has to be gone. Right. That in the end might be the the trump card, the kicker. Like bam, here's the trump card. Because of that, you're gone. Yeah, and, and I think you're spot on. Because if Russ can't play and the Broncos did a mega deal for a lemon, how do you think that will age as Sean Payton tries to build this football team? You're going to be hamstrung. That's why I said to you last week or the week before, the real frustrations with George Payton from, from, from Sean Payton may not come up until game days next year. Like when he's trying to like reclamate this quarterback and it's week nine and he's like, yo, this dude cannot play. I can't fix him. I can't believe this organization traded the assets and we are now financially hamstrung for the next three years in such a serious way. Now, I can't leave my fingerprints on this team the way I want to because of what you did before I got here and I just cannot stand it. And it's not only Russell, but you look at a guy like Randy Gregory. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's not available. He's hurt again? Right, right. He's not playing again? Right. So, uh, you know, it's also, you know, those types of players. A lot could come down to simply Russ's performance this year yeah. as it relates to George Payton's job status. But this next month is going to be interesting. And, for- oh, by the way, you're welcome for oh. keeping you around. Oh, yeah. oh. I don't think you I'd like to think I made a couple plays. Made a couple plays. Um... Tomorrow at 2 p.m. is the uh, uh, franchise tag deadline, okay? Franchise tag deadline is about 24 hours from now, right? And our only candidate here really is Draymond Jones, unless you're James Maryland. Did you hear what he said? No. <sighs> okay. Maybe, maybe we'll get into that 
Do you want me to tell you now or, or next segment? Just just tell me now. Brace yourself. Okay. Take a swig of that. What do you got in that that uh, water bottle with that pink stuff in there? Like what? Do you, what's in there? This is uh, might need uh, that strong um, stuff to listen to this. Emergency daily yeah. immune support. Okay. Um, might need to add something else to hear this. Okay. He said, "Okay, if you're not going to franchise tag Draymond Jones, we need a franchise tag Dalton Riser. No. No. God, please, no. No. And pay him twenty million for one year." Yeah, you're overpaying them a little bit, but but you, you just got to give yourself more time. Buy yourself more time. That's what he said. Oh, my That's God. That's what he said. He, J- J- James needs to gather himself. I'd like to take this time to announce my retirement. Just oh. j- just, just, gather yourself yeah. now. Right. There's some crazy stuff said into these microphones. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. Dalton Reiser's projected market value is $9.5 million a year. Man, you're going to pay him $18, 19000000 million for one year. But just buy yourself time. It's the best thing to do. That's insane. He's a guard. <sighs> right. He's a left guard. That's, He's not even a pro bowler. And we love Dalton. But, I mean, you're not going to pay him one year. I mean, it's just of a, course not. That's insane. That's insanity. Oh, my that's goodness. That's going to go. James is building yes. a, a, James is building himself yes. a nice little library right. of takes because it, it obviously started with the Mark Sanchez uh, 2016 oh Broncos would be 11-5 and five You were on the vacation time. then, if I remember right. Yes. You were listening. I was in Buffalo literally taking yes. a shower. And had you guys pulled up uh, in, in Lackawanna, New York, and literally thought about driving uh, 1,500 miles back to Smack James. To Smack James. Um, he said um, in the preseason, Melvin Gordon should be starting over Javante right. Williams. Yeah. By the way, I pulled up a top 10 available running backs list uh-huh. in free agency. They had 10, and then they had 10 other honorable mentions. Yeah. Melvin Gordon's not even among the 10. Honorable mentions yeah. in free agency. His He's career done. could be, I mean, just be I mean, he might find a team, but he, his his days of playing meaningful football, I think, are done, done. Yep, he's really hurt himself, especially this past year. And then, of course, J- J- James was going nuts because Greg Penner was playing golf instead oh. of getting the Sean Payton deal done when Sean Payton was actually in the building working yeah. while he was on the air giving that take. Yes. And penning exactly. an article. Yes, exactly. He's that, building a library. I like oh, it. Oh, he's got a... He's got a huge library. Brick by brick. Yes, he is. Okay, where were, where, where are we going here? Uh, okay, and we'll have James on tomorrow where we oh. can both physically assault him, or verbally assault him. Yes, yes. Um, he physically needs to take us to a steak dinner. Yes, he does. Okay. Um, so you got franchise tag, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow also begins the period of these you know 30 non-local facility visits for draft prospects. All right, you can't bring them on the field and work them out, but you're going to be bringing draft. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear, "Hey, this you know tackle is in from this is when I met Brock Heward, ninety nine, yes. yes, Baltimore, yes." And he said that he couldn't understand a, a, a lick of English from you because you had a double horseshoe and bottom and big old fat top shoe. of your mouth <laughs> of like some long cut and mint or something. No skull. Wintergreen. 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 Dude, dude, nothing the, better. Nothing better, man. Golly. There's, if I ever did that again, I'd be like a addict. You can't try it even once. No. That, no. And that no. You're, you're a cold turkey. Yep. But they had the Bullies of Baltimore documentary, and uh, you're seen in the locker room uh, with uh, no shirt on, and you're like 175 pounds, it looks like. And you're. Because I was shredded. I, was, I wasn't I was 175. I was about 190? About, yeah, probably, but probably around 190. Yeah. Okay. But you're like in the background, right? So you're not in the foreground. You are in the background. Uh huh. 
and the pixels of like the year 2000, it's not like high def, right? I can still see a huge ass dip in your <laughs> mouth in the back of the room with like some Super Mario pixel quality. Yeah. Just one side of your jaw oh. is just way bigger than the other. I'm like, do you have a freaking huge oh, lipper Listen, in? listen. There was like. In the post game, your clothes aren't even on yet. No, exactly. I hadn't showered yet because I think Billick was probably talking. I haven't seen that, that, that clip because I've only watched half of it. Okay. But there was nothing like right after the game. First thing, right to the locker. Taking out that can of skull and putting a big fat one in right after. And just like, <gasps> take a deep breath. Goodness. Like, because it's, it's like, there's so much anxiety for me, it was so much anxiety going into the game and so many thoughts and, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You want to go out there and perform well and ex- just anxiety thinking about all these different thoughts and things like that. It's, um, man, just after the game, it's a big relief. It's like, okay, I can take a deep breath. Oh, Excel got that done. You know, I didn't screw up this, especially if you did okay. And it was just like that was your reward. That was my reward. I don't know. It's just, but it, it's 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 a lot of pressure week in and week out. You know, and a lot of sleepless nights and tossing and turning and all those things. And so after the game, yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah. that was the dessert. That was a treat. <laughs> it's also just physically addicting. So you want to throw it right back right. in there. Yes, exactly. That's part of it too. Um, so you have this. <laughs> well, that helps calm the nerves. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so these, these prospects are going to start coming in here left and right. right. All right. You get 30 of them, 30 non-local visits. So if you remember, like, Philip Lindsay was like a local visit. Didn't right. count against uh, your, your uh, non-local visits. Um, next Monday is March 13th. That begins the uh, tampering period. Where oh, te- yeah, I forgot about that. Hilarious. You got like two days, right? Yeah, you have two days where teams can engage in talks to soon-to-be free agents in the hopes of negotiating a contract. The new league year begins next week, March 15th. So that's next Wednesday? That's ne- next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, okay. So it's going to be here before you know it, and a lot is going to be moving and shaking here uh, with the Denver Broncos. We believe Draymond Jones is going to hit free agency, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would think so. Now you can always get a deal done, but if you're in this situation, you probably want to see what your your true market value is. Dalton Reisner projected uh, from SpotRack to have a deal of four years, thirty eight million dollars, nine and a half million dollars per year. Are the Broncos handicap it? What are the what are the chances out of a hundred that the Broncos are bringing back Dalton Reisner? 25. It still could happen. You know he loves it here. He wants to be here. All indications point that the Broncos are moving on. Mm-hmm. And um, so probably not going to happen. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is Sean Payton. Might watch him on film and say, I want that guy back. You want that guy back? Okay. Let's get him back. So it it, it really is is – you know, really one person's view of Dalton Reisner, and that's Sean Payton. I'm sure he's listening to other guys, you know, George Payton and how he views him and all those things if he's worth that type of money. So I think it's low, but it's, not, 5%. Okay. it's not done. Right, okay. And, and, you know, crazier things have happened here. Okay, I like it. Alex Singleton, is pro- his projected market value, again, this is rough, okay, Two years, $10 million, five mil per season. Do it. I mean, what are we even talking about here? Provides you some more uh, depth there at the bare minimum. And the guy that when he's on the football field is is a really good football player. Makes a lot of tackles. 
And our guy, uh, is it Jonas Griffin? Uh, Griffith. Griffith. From uh, South Dakota State, I think. South Dakota State. Okay. I want to um, say. So he he got injured, right? I know he got injured in, in preseason. I think he got injured during the season. How do you view him moving forward? It just gives you more depth at that position. And, I, you know, if, if Jonas Griffith isn't ready to take that next step, You'd like to have a guy like Alex Singleton um, right there, and the guy, he just makes tackles. So, yes, I, I would want to keep him for that for sure. How about you? Uh, yeah, a thousand, percent, a thousand percent. I said South Dakota State. It was Indiana State. Yeah, the I Sycamores. Didn't think it was South. I knew you were awful. The, the I didn't Sycamores. want to call you out. But. Um, that's uh, the home of uh, Indiana State Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a fair deal for Alex Singleton. He signed a one-year, it was like one-year, $1 million deal. Yeah. The big, biggest bang for your bucks in C.J. Crone. Okay? Oh, I see you. Give that one CJ, year, one give million. Rocky <laughs> shout out out of nowhere. They signed C.J. for like yeah. one year, one million. He right. had like tw- 28 home runs or something. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's fair. You know where Alex Singleton ranked in tackles in the entire NFL? Seventh. Fifth. Wow. 163 tackles. This guy was supposed to be a special teams player when they signed him. 163 tackles, one of the highest single-season totals in Broncos history. Fifth in the NFL, right there with, like, Roquan Smith. Six tackles apart. So, and doing it for a million bucks. One of the better um, one of the better contracts in the NFL this past year. Uh, what about Kareem Jackson? Projected market value, one year, three and a half million bucks. Yeah, I think it's time to turn the page and move on and, and go with the younger safety there. He's been there for a while, really good football player, but... You know, all good things must come to an end. Yeah. He's getting older. Uh, he had a good year, stayed healthy, and but it's time to look at these younger guys and see if they can be the future there. Cam Fleming, projected market value, one year, two and a half million bucks. Absolutely. A thousand percent on him. He came in and, and was solid, uh, was solid. Didn't expect him to be starter. Um, and it was like, it's going to be Cam Anderson. Uh, Calvin Anderson. Dang it. It's Cam Fleming. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I screwed it up. Calvin Anderson, who was a great interview for us during oh, training yeah, it camp. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's supposed to be him starting at right tackle. Right. And then next thing you know, Orlando's dropping the news that, nope, it's going to be That's Cam right. Fleming. That's right. And he ended up playing really well, and he played some left tackle, too, when Bowles got he hurt. Did. Absolutely re-signed that guy. All right. Um, Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Especially at that. Uh, my wonder is if what he put on tape, like you're not signing right. him for two and a half million right. bucks, right. like four million bucks, yeah. something like that. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. This next week should be really interesting. But don't forget, we're trading Bolsey, so like you're gonna want that guy. Just because <laughs> we're trading Bolsey here. Just be wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming. Oh. It's gonna happen here probably any any moment now. <laughs> you're not letting that one go. Well, we will just wait. Just wait. You can't put that out there and then think that this is going to go away. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then we'll probably see either cut or restructure Graham Glasgow, Ronald yes. Darby. Like, all yeah. that stuff should be right. happening this week. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's get let's get some the ball rolling here. What are we doing? Should be a fun week. Should be a fun week. Okay. Uh, something painfully ironic happened last night, and it indirectly involves a Denver sports star. Hang tight. It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. 
Living on a prayer, yes, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it, he's got a couple good ones. Uh, it's not my—he's not my favorite. Yeah. I thought you would be—you look like a Bon Jovi guy. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Okay. Um, not so much Bon Jovi. Not so much Rod Stewart. Those guys can, can just kind of oh, like Rod Stewart. Yeah, kind of no. leave those. You, but I don't put those two together. Are they kind of the same? <laughs> no, uh, same kind of era. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And I just okay. kind of like I can just take them or leave them. All right. Um, okay. Something painfully ironic happened last night. It indirectly involves a Denver sports star, and I couldn't believe I was watching it for myself. Okay, so last night, while a lot of the American public is either watching, you know, 60 Minutes or um, uh, Knicks and Celtics in primetime on ESPN, I was grinding on League Pass uh, Bucks wizards in a very low-rated game, rooting for under 228 points, okay? Mm-hmm. And ended up pushing fine. It did push. But I'm watching this game to the end, right? Because it's it's the total's going to matter right up until the buzzer. Right. Stoke, we had a 20-point cushion with three minutes left. Oh, no, we didn't. 20-point cushion, meaning you could have scored right. 20, and it still hit with three minutes left. It was an uncanny wow. finish. It was un- That was one of these Marillat, like, I feel like I'm on the right side right. of this, and this is some nonsense here down the stretch. I didn't follow any of the game at all. I made the bet, forgot about it, looked later and saw it was a push. I'm like, oh, okay. So, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the game, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is now the runner up to win MVP. Oh, is he? They won 16 games in a row until Saturday. 16 straight games, okay? The end of the game, they inbound the ball. They beat the token pressure. They weren't going to foul. Yeah. Giannis, Giannis, who I love, goes down to the own basket that he would try to score on, but he's not because there's seconds left and they're clearly going to win. I'm watching it in real time, and he throws it up against his own backboard okay. just to pull down his own rebound. Well, with no time do, left. Why would he try for another rebound? Because Zach? he was one rebound short of a triple double. Dude, the hysterical irony of this happening within the same five day stretch of Jokic getting accused of stat padding by Kendrick Perkins, JJ Redick uses a crystal clear basketball argument to say why that's nonsense. Perkins responds to it by making it a race deal. And literally, when we never talked about this, never once in Kendrick Perkins' response about the, making it the race thing, did he ever even talk about basketball. Literally, literally didn't make it about basketball. Makes it a racing. Giannis is the second most likely now to win MVP and he does the stat padding to get the triple-double, the thing that you accuse Jokic of that he would never dream of doing with no time left. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm tweeting the video saying, this is the most hysterical irony ever. So Kendrick Perkins has got to call him out. Has to, got right? to, right? Have, have per- to, right? Yeah, you got to call him out now. His response on Twitter, 
quote, every player has padded their stats at some point during their career. People tried to call me crazy when I said it last week. But, hey, what do I know? Carry on. Wait a second, brother. You're saying that people are calling you crazy. So you're making yourself the victim, pretending that Giannis stat padding validates you, when in reality, you were only talking about Jokic. Yes. You're just transferring properties, moving the goalposts all over yourself, and, 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 and making you the person that's right? This is insane. And insane, and what I think is a very a poorly aged week for one Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, uh, agree. You know, if, if, you, if you go out at, at a guy like Jokic, uh, you better have facts. You better not just be throwing stuff against the wall because it, it just doesn't mesh with how he's played, how we've watched him play, and how many times he's been just this close, one off of yes. getting a triple-double and yes. not even caring and just sitting on the bench for the last four minutes of the basketball game. Um, and that's that's just the way he's always played. And now that he's getting it, you're just going to say he's um, stat padding, padding his stats? I mean, give me a break. And then this one happens where it's the biggest – padding of stats out there where you the game is literally over and you just throw it off your backboard to get a free rebound when nobody's doing anything so you can get the triple double and you're like nothing to see here so i told y'all that's what nba players do uh that's uh that's crazy (laughs) absolutely insane it really is it really is um nuggets nuggets they win again they do they beat the memphis grizzlies at home in a game where they started 0 for 11 from three. They could not hit a shot. Jamal Murray, offensively, really pretty poor three quarters. Um, he gets going down the stretch of the game, letting Dylan Brooks know about it. Dylan Brooks is like turning into like an NBA bad boy, almost like he's like he's like trying to be like Draymond 2.0 type deal. Yes. he's now He was suspended last night because he picked up his, I think it's 16th technical foul, um, against the Nuggets on Friday. Once you hit that uh, mark, you got to sit down the next game. So they played without Ja uh, last night, who was on Instagram Live uh, at 5.19 in the morning from Shotgun Willies. I didn't know Shotgun stayed open that late. Um, so and I didn't realize that it was here. I'm like, woke up and I saw this stuff all over the place, and I'm like, okay, cool. They went back to Memphis after the game, right? I mean, or they went somewhere else. Like, no, no, no. It was right off of Colorado Boulevard. Oh, my goodness. What is he doing? In them streets. On them streets, Colorado streets. Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. At shotguns, they don't, what, is it 24-7? Like, I, what, I didn't think so. What's the, I didn't think so. It's 519 in the morning. Mondo's out there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. The employees were still there. You could see them in the background of the video. The employees? Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and then where's you know, your booth at there? Do they have like your section? Is like stop. what? I Goodness. thought you had like one over. No, <laughs> no. Like, I'm close to getting up at five nineteen in the morning. <laughs> um, but so you have all this nonsense going on with Memphis. They have they, they, they were in control the second half of the game. Stoke the Nuggets just found a different gear, and my eyes tell me it's a championship caliber gear. Love it. They curb stomped Memphis. They absolutely dominated Still them, clubbed them. In, in the fourth quarter. And then really in the second half. I think I think the second half was like 63 to 39. I mean, they just came like a bat out of hell. And then they, they ratcheted up even the fourth quarter. Uh, I forget what the fourth quarter score was, but it wasn't close. And now this team has won three games in a row. 
They've won seven of their last eight. They have the Raptors tonight. They're, they've basically locked up the number one seed, and it's now just crystal clear. You have got to come out of the Western Conference and play in the NBA Finals. You have got to. There's nowhere to turn. The team is healthy. You yep. got the MVP. You got home court advantage where you're 29 and four, best home court in the NBA. This I'm nervous. Is, this is the year. I'm nervous. You should be. You should be nervous. I mean, yeah. Like, how can you not be? Really? Because this team looks like looks apart. Yeah, they do. But you're just nervous. Like something bad's going to happen. That's just what happens to us. You know, like that type of mentality. Or you know, hey, Suns, Phoenix. Yeah, they're you know, they're I mean. Coming. They're, 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 Durant Booker it looked like a great one-two punch um, yesterday against against the Mavs yep. and and Doncic and Kyrie Irving. It that matchup scares me. It should Golden State scares me. Sure, you know um, where are you at? Like with those two teams, given that okay, these teams are like coming together now. We saw it last year with Golden State. Now KD's part of the Suns, and ah, I'm just nervous, man, about that. Well, you should be, and being nervous uh, in this position—that—that's—that's that's an earned privilege. You, you like the Nuggets have have put themselves in a position where where you can be nervous like this. You, you're not playing with house money. You're the favorite, like you're the expectation. And yeah, I, I mean the, the Suns more than Golden State. They, I mean, really, uh, they're, they're going to be a problem. But they don't have the same depth as they did a month ago. They don't have the same defenders as they did a month ago. Okay, I like hearing that. I like hearing and, that. And and the Nuggets offense. I'm sure we don't have the audio, but in the preseason, I said this team has a potential to be the greatest singular offense in NBA history. Right now, they are that. They are that. They are the single great. Now, you're living in a different era, right? But they're not overly reliant on threes. They're like 20th in the NBA in three-point attempts. So they're the best offense that we've seen, but they're not overly reliant on threes. But they can hit threes because they're one of the most efficient teams in the league in that category. So if you're Phoenix and you're the Warriors, you're worried about the Nuggets. You're going to have to come in here and win. And I don't see – well, I, I shouldn't say I don't see, but I wouldn't predict any team to beat the Nuggets four times in a 14-day period. I really like Denver. I really right. like Denver coming like out of the West. This. I do. I, like I do. Hearing it. Do I like them to win it all? <sighs> Milwaukee's going to be really tough to we'll beat. We'll take our chances, you know, if we can get there. Sure. And, and if it's Milwaukee, great. If it's Boston – what you know if it's Philly, whatever. Like at that point, you're like, let's go. Yep. Best out of seven. Yep. Love to just get there. Yep. And whoever it is, it is right. So uh, you know this because uh, I think I placed it on the air. I do have a, a, a Nuggets uh, ten to one bet to win it all. I don't. I don't. This know this this past weekend. I know I, this. I did place uh, a double flyer on the Milwaukee Bucks at five to one to win it all. They're healthy. You, they did, now, you did double time. I did. Like I did, I Goran Dragic is now in the fold. Jay Crowder. I mean, you're bringing guys like Bobby Porter, Portis, and like off the bench. Like they are real. They have multiple All Star caliber players. Question alpha about dog Milwaukee. At the top. Question real quick about Milwaukee. And I've seen them do it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Just question for you about Milwaukee. You know, I'm, I'm, I like Milwaukee. Follow them. I had them last year. Played played some wager on them last year. Obviously, um, uh, didn't work out. But Chris Middleton, right? Great player. Like been a great. He's coming. He's like he's, he's not coming even off a the bench. He's coming off the bench. Why is that? Like what hap- What has happened to him? Obviously, he was hurt earlier in the year, and I'm just like expecting him to come back into the lineup and be you know a starter. Yep. But he's he's coming off the bench. I just uh, curious about that. That's just a head scratcher for me. So 
you know what? I, I don't I don't have the full answer for right. it, just to be totally yeah, honest with you. Sure. But I think it's injury-related and reintegrating him and just how good these other dudes are playing in the starting lineup. Gotcha. But think about that. You're bringing, like, Bobby Portis and Chris Middleton off the bench. Drew Holiday is going to be on an all-NBA team. Giannis is the runner-up to win MVP. Brooke Lopez is going to be in the Defensive Player of the Year category. I mean, and then you got guys like Grayson Allen and, and Pat Connington who are just have been great. The dude Jalen Carter hit six threes yesterday. He comes off the bench. Ingles, who used to be with the Utah Jets, he comes yeah. off the bench. He can shoot it. Like, that's the difference between, I Joe. think, them right now uh, and the Nuggets is, like, their bench is not, not comparable mm. to the yeah. Nuggets bench. So, and that's what can separate champions from, from non-champions. Sure. So, okay. Uh, the NFL franchise tag deadline is 24 hours away, and one franchise has a real dilemma on their hands. We'll take a dive into it coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. NFL franchise tag deadline is just about 24 hours away. Call it 25 if you're listening in real time and not after the fact on the Stokely and Zach podcast. There's a real dilemma on the hands of your former football team, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I have no idea what is about to happen next over the next 24 hours. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Ravens need to decide essentially what level of franchise tag they want to apply to Lamar. And it can get a little bit confusing. But it's basically, as from what I can tell, it's mostly one of two options. Yes. It's an exclusive franchise tag or a non-exclusive franchise tag. If the Ravens opt for the non-exclusive franchise tag, they run the risk of another team signing Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet that the Ravens can't match or won't match. Now, there could be a bright side to this. They could match the offer. The Ravens could match the offer and thank the other team for finally doing what they haven't been able to do. And that's get a multi-year deal done with Lamar Jackson. On the downside, someone else could offer a fully guaranteed deal that the Ravens don't want to give Jackson. And, and then what they get in return is two first-round picks. Two first-round picks if he goes. Yep. That's the non-exclusive. Yep. And it's right around $35 million bucks or so. Yep. Yep, you're on it. Okay. If they prefer to uh, uh, keep Lamar instead of getting those first uh, two first-round picks with the non-exclusive route, they could apply the exclusive franchise tag. That's a big boy tag. That's a big boy tag. That would prevent anyone from talking to him or even attempting to sign him, no less. Then they could still trade him for more than two first-round picks if they were willing to go that route. And if another team is willing to give, you know, both the Ravens and Jackson what he actually wants. Like, if they make the trade, you're going to have to re-sign him. Yes. So, I know it's kind of convoluted, you know, tag, what, exclusive, non-exclusive. Like, how can they get to- And that number is... The the franchise tag number, if I recall correctly, off the top of my head, because I was reading up, is around forty five million bucks. I think forty seven yes. something. Yes, so it's like ten twelve million dollar difference between the the 
the big boy franchise tag and that non-exclusive tag franchise tag that you can put on it. You're about on twelve it. million bucks. You're for, on it. for one year. So yep. it's a big, big difference. Yep. For one year, deciding which way to go with Lamar Jackson. I tell you what, I do. I'm putting. Hold on, hold on. Let me just let me just write. Let me just write it down. Because I'm going to tell you what I'm putting the non-exclusive on him. Okay. And I'm trying to figure it out from there. Um, and because obviously, look, they've tried to get a long-term deal done. All reports are this guy wants a fully guaranteed deal, or it's not happening. They couldn't get it done last year. Went up to the deadline. They finally just said no. Okay, we can't do it. And now you're you're going. You're doing this song and dance again. And it's like, okay, buddy. If you think you can get that long, that that fully guaranteed deal, like a Deshaun Watson type of deal out there, then best of luck with it, and 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 see what else is out there because you can't just go, keep doing this year by year stuff, right? Where it's like, okay, we're gonna we're franchise tagging it for one year, another franchise tag for one year. He's not all in with your program, right? And he's constantly being asked about it. It's a huge distraction. You got to find a way to get this long term deal done. Um, or trade him. Look, to me, his better days are behind him. His better days are two, three years ago. Ah, they don't give him enough weapons. This or that. Okay. Now he's getting injured. He's not getting faster, right? I mean, he's getting older. So you have to project. And is he a dynamic quarterback? Yeah. But at a certain point, those dynamic quarterbacks need to lift everyone around them up and right. win some big games. He's won one playoff game. One playoff game, yeah. And so, and, and he wants a fully guaranteed deal. Injuries, it, you know, the last two years, he's been an injured quarterback, hasn't Correct. been a reliable quarterback. I, um, I'm i not giving him a, a fully guaranteed deal. And you know what? If we can work together on, on a fair contract here that both sides are like, okay, this is a good deal. Then, yeah, but other than that, like, okay, then we just have to, you know, turn the page and move on because you can't keep doing this song and dance year by year. That's my thoughts. Well, you're going to get a full cosign from me because the words that I wrote down um, before you cranked up was trade him. Mm. Try to hit him with the exclusive tag and see if you can shop him for that third first-round pick. And I think you could get it. It just takes one. It just takes one franchise to go all in on the quarterback position. And this guy has his name in lights. Like, he's he represents a little bit more than just a quarterback. He's exciting. He is some so, someone that you could um, sell tickets on and sell merchandise and jersey. He is a star. This is a former MVP who, by most accounts, everyone seems to love. Like, through the years, like, his coaches, his teammates, Lamar has, like, a very high approval rating within the NFL. But I agree with you, man. You've had him for five years now. You've done some really good stuff. You've never really come close to getting over the top with him. No. You've won one singular playoff game. He has banged up to, uh, been banged up, to your point, in consecutive years. And his numbers have taken a nosedive. And this guy went from throwing 36 touchdowns to dropping a 26 to dropping a 16 and 17 in consecutive years. So I know he's missed some times, but look at the last 24 games he's played in. There's just... It's not enough for some Kyler Murray mega deal. It's um, you know MVP you know three years ago. I mean that's ancient in the NFL. So what have you done for me lately, and what are you going to do for me? Yeah, moving forward. It's really four years ago. That was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. There you go. It's uh, been a long time ago. So it's I don't know. It's it's a tough tough because decision for the Ravens to make here. 
Uh, obviously, they're not going to give them a fully guaranteed deal. Yep. If they were going to do that, they were going to do it last year. So I think for them now, it's it's deciding on, you know, do we try to trade him, or do we allow him to to get another deal from another team? Do the non-exclusive. He can get other deals, and you have the right to match. And maybe you want to match it. Maybe you don't. And if you don't match it, you get a couple first-round picks. I just, uh, to me, it's just moving in the wrong direction. And you can't, I mean, it's it's such a huge distraction. I mean, that's all every, every. That's all the Ravens are about right now. And, and everything that was talked about this year was Lamar Jackson and his contract yep. over and over and yep. over and over again. Well, he didn't play. He didn't play the last five weeks because of his contract. Well, he could have played in that last game against Cincy, and a lot of his teammates were yeah, like, bro, his own teammates. let's go. Yep. And it's like, well, you know, is he not playing because he didn't get his contract? You've you got to figure it out one way or the other if you're the Ravens uh, this year. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays yeah. out, you know, and what it looks like and if Lamar can get a fully guaranteed deal if he does get that non-exclusive or if he does get traded, uh, very interesting. Do you, you have any teams that you think um, maybe? I mean, how about the Atlanta Falcons? How about the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. How about the Jets. Miami Dolphins? Yeah, sure. Dolphins. You know, a team like the Dolphins. I mean, could you imagine Lamar with, with no. Tyreek that and Waddle? Scary. Yeah. Could, it could be scary. Now you have to turn around and pay this guy and, mm-hmm. and probably give him a fully guaranteed deal if he gets traded or close to it. Any other teams out there that you think might? Um, um, I'm just spitballing here. New York Jets. The Jets, okay. Tennessee yeah. Titans. Okay. Um, who's quarterback in the Colts? Who's quarterback in the Colts? Um, we don't know. Just just spitballing? Yeah, um, just te- any team without a quarterback, really, probably, right? New York Giants, if they can't get something done with Daniel Jones. Giants again, just possibly, throwing it out there. Probably not. I would put the Giants. I would say no. What about Washington, yeah, that's a name. Yes, right down the street. Yeah, Washington definitely. Um, and they got some good weapons offensively with um, those three really good receivers and then a couple good running backs. All right, we're gonna have our answer here in the next twenty four hours. Uh, this thing's right. been a saga for a year, and it's gonna have some level of resolution here within the next twenty four hours. Uh, speaking of potentially acquiring a new player. The Broncos, we know, need to add to the running back room. A king may be available. Does it make sense for Sean Payton and the Broncos? That's next.